0: Good morning and welcome to the manual I hope your day started with a beautiful way of sunshine And that you have put your best self in action today to face your day I wish everyone well today Today I want to talk about a few things that are the external extension of me And those things are my values and traditional beliefs in Taoism Taoism is something that I've come into contact with about 25 years ago, and it's kind of been my compass and guiding torch through life as I know it. Um, again, I grew up in the Christian faith. I went to church, as many of you did, but I also was afforded the ability to kind of explore my own journey to find my relationship with God and my connection to everything that I find uh, holy to me. Um, in studying Taoism, I have come into contact with several text and readings and teachings over the time over the 25 years and one of the things that I've um, come into great contact with is the Bushido code and what the Bushido code is is eight virtues that are near and dear to samurai in the samurai culture if you don't know what samurai samurais are it is a um, is a remnant of feudal Japan and they are they were the warrior society and they were pretty much like the gentlemen of today uh, they were educated, they were um, trained in, in in ritual combat, actually deadly combat, and they really respected the words um, honor. Honor is probably one of the, the many staples that they held very, very close to the vest. But in the Bushido Code, it's kind of a, a, a written code that they all operated under, whether they served the Shogun, served the Master or not, even if they were still Ronin. And Ronin are Samurais who do not have a master, either that master was dishonored or killed, and they were kind of wanderers at that point um, in society and in their life. Um, samurais were pretty much like hired guns, <laughs> so to speak, but not not in the sense of, of of a mercenary. But they were a warrior class and a very intricate part of feudal Japan. Um, and you can see a lot of their um, teachings through a lot of things that we have today in society. Now, the Bushido Code, again, as I mentioned, is a comp of eight different things. And those things are kind of simple and easy, but it's very complex meanings behind them. Uh, Of the eight, justice, courage, compassion, respect, integrity, honor, loyalty, and above all, self-control. I always um, use these in some part of how I, again, how I navigate things. Um, I use them kind of interchangeably with each other, and of them, I like uh, self-control being number one for me, which is the number eight in the actual code. Now, self-control can mean a lot of things. Obviously, the basic definition of self-control is controlling oneself, but self-control is something that we are struggling with all the time. Every person that um, exists has to utilize self-control in some matter if you are a person that is, that is easily angered by things, um, you cannot take that anger into the workplace. You cannot take that anger into public. Most of the time you have to conduct yourself with some decorum of, of self-control. And it, it is something that it's, it spills into all aspects of life. Whether you are someone who indulges in a lot of things that are malicious to you, or if you, um, love with your whole entire heart. And I kind of say this in two ways. I use the, the first part of what I was talking about self-control when it, when it comes to, to a detriment. Um, if you are someone who is unhealthy and when I say unhealthy, I am talking about in the physical and as well as the mental. And when you are overeating or you have a desire to do things, and this is, This is um, different from someone who's suffering from a thyroid problem or something medically um, induced, but it is you cannot use self-control. You cannot stop yourself from doing things that you cannot do Uh, in the interest when it comes into drug addictions and alcoholism and things of that nature. Self-control kind of takes a backseat because it is something that you are impaired. You cannot exercise self-control or great judgment because you're under the influence of something toxic. But when it comes to actively thinking about, I've just ate something, now I want to eat something else and something else and something else, you lose your self-control. You lose the ability to kind of self-govern. Uh, and that's what I'm kind of talking about when I say self-control. It is It is a, a very... Um, complex word or complex thought, but it it is something that is, is, is we all exhibit it. We all kind of have to go through these, these self-control checkpoints in life. You know, when something happens to you, do you exhibit, uh, the ability to say, you know what, that's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm good with it. Or do you have to react to everything that is done to you, said to you, uh, and, and you come into contact with. So self-control is something that I always try to think about when it comes to, um, living out these virtues, you know, we all have to kind of deal with this at some point. Now, loyalty, loyalty has a lot of layers. And when I say a lot of layers, uh, depending on what you're loyal to, who you're loyal to, who's loyal to you, how you look at loyalty, people that are, um, that live in the underworld, I guess, or the streets, whatever you want to call it. Uh, loyalty is something that you look at as a, well, I'm not going to snitch on this person. I'm, if, even if we do something, heinous, I'm not going to snitch, keep your mouth shut, that type of thing. And you're, you're exhibiting loyalty. And when that loyalty is betrayed then it's like you're a rat or your trust is, is not, um, it's not there. You're, you're not a person of good character, so to speak. So when it comes to loyalty, I'm not going to go that route with it, but I am saying, what is, what does loyalty mean to you? Uh, loyalty is actually to me is the golden rule. If you, um, treat someone with the respect that they need to be treated with, they will be loyal to you in most cases. Again, I'm scratching the surface here. I'm not, not deep diving. Um, so loyalty is however you perceive someone treating, treating you as you would treat them. You know, it is, it is a, uh, a virtue that is very, um, hard to deal with in, in some aspects because, um, we feel that if our our loyalty to someone is betrayed then you should not exhibit loyalty to someone else you become guarded you become this person that is like i i am no i'm loyal to nothing i sail under a flag of no country no creed no religion no whatever it's i don't trust anybody cuz no one's loyal to me so loyalty is something that um Loyalty is something that is, that is, uh, to me, it's not given to anyone. It should be earned that, you know, my loyalty to you should be something that you earn from me versus me just giving that to you or you giving that to me. So, um, it's, it's kind of a, a crazy concept to, to indulge, but it is, it is something that's crazy. Now, honor goes kind of hand in hand with the character that you exhibit. My dad used to always tell me when you leave this house, It's your last name that you represent. It's not you. It's your last name. Meaning, everyone in this house is representative of you. When you do something out of character, that you're not honorable, that you are, you know, you're you're lying about something. You're doing something that you're not supposed to do, and then you're being dishonest. So, honor is something that is very, very, very convoluted in a lot of society because um, to be honorable or of good character is a lost art. I always say it's like the 15 foot jumper in basketball. Nobody's taking these mid range shots anymore. Everyone's taking three pointers, uh, and driving, you know, to the, to the hole, but honor integrity, those things kind of go hand in hand when it comes down to it. But honor has a deeper kind of um, meaning to a lot of people, depending on what you look at is honorable, you know, in, in the Bushido code that the samurai warriors were upheld to a sense of self-worth, lived to the highest code of conduct. In order to abide by the principle of honor, you must acknowledge your moral responsibilities. Now that's a very deep kind of dive into how they looked at honor. If you if your good name was tarnished, you literally, literally had to either defend it to the death or die for it. It was one of those things used to happen. Um and they were not they were not mincing words about this. It's something that they they rarely um let go by or let things slide in that regard. Okay. Um going back to loyalty and, and, and interchanging with honor, um it's basically you should not abandon um this concept even in difficult circumstances, okay? It is something that, again, it goes hand in hand with honor, honor and loyalty. What, how your good name is perceived. If they say, you know what, Cleve is an honorable person. He has a lot of, you know, he's loyal to, to this or loyal to that. You know, it's kind of a thing that is very in, in, interchangeable, excuse me, when it comes down to it. So the Bushido Code had a lot of these words, kind of similar words, but they meant different things depending on the concept um, that they were kind of trying to achieve with it, okay. Going back to um, working backwards on on the Bushido code, integrity was another um, one of the words here, and integrity basically at its core is um, excuse me is basically living honestly. That again, integrity, loyalty, honor, these words kind of recycle themselves. And they mean the same thing in some regard. So to be of, of, of high character and caliber, integrity is something that you have to have in your arsenal, um, to go by. Now, respect is one that is something that I behold and treasure as a person. I don't have to know your name, or have met you to understand that if I hear others talk of you in high regard and you're respected, not feared, different, different thing here. If you're respected is that people say, when you meet this person, you, you, you're going to come to respect them, respect their values, their ideals, uh, who they are as a person and respect is something also in the, in the, in the bag of, it has to be earned It has to be earned You know, you may not like me Or love me But you will respect me Or respect my ideals or what I stand for You may not like me as a person But my my ideologies My, my philosophy My beliefs You may have respect for To say, well, okay, I respect that way of thinking I respect that action I respect um, that idea it is something that people often kind of just give people that don't deserve it. You don't deserve my respect. You know, if you're disrespectful to someone in that regard, it's hard to give them respect. You know what I'm saying? We respect our parents. You know, sometimes we are disrespectful to our parents. It is, it is a, a, a human condition that we deal with. But at the end of the day, you respect the fact that your parents take care of you. They take care of the home that you live in. They take care of the food that you eat. They take care of the clothes that go on your back. They take care of, of, of the transportation that get you from point A to point B. And to respect what they do, you have to understand that they're doing it for a a different reason or a higher cause. You know, respect is, is, is again, I without question, it's something that you just don't give to somebody. You know, um, you have to kind of acknowledge that um, whether you feel indifferent or not to this person is that you're going to respect them. You know what I'm saying? It's, so it's pretty cool. Compassion is another Bushido um, virtue, and compassion is is something that is um, of of all these words is the most emotional, I would think. Um, and when I say emotional, is the fact that um, to be compassionate is up to the beholder. Um, we all try to empathize or sympathize with someone when they're going through something because you're so outside of what they're going through. You know, you can only sympathize. I can imagine what you're going through because you don't know what it feels like unless you've actually been in that situation that they're in. So having compassion for somebody is that it's, it's the perspective it's a, it's, it's a leadership role. Actually, it's a leadership trait that you have compassion for, for someone or something or uh, a group, whatever you think that you are, um, are doing, um, maybe right to you, but if you're not compassionate to others, it, it's kind of a, you'll kind of lose a sense of, of, um, what you're trying to achieve. Um, and trying to have the group achieve or trying to lead or whatever you're going to do with this. So compassion is something that is, is to me, it's, it's a more of a, of a feeling it's, it's of all the words. It's more of a feeling emotional. It's attached to something versus the others being outward and compassion is an inward feeling. And again, this is my definition or my, my, um, my reaction to how I look at the Bushido code. Okay. Uh, going back courage, um, courage. Courage is something that is, um, is is in you. It's in everyone. Um, you may be courageous up against another person, an opponent, a rival. Um, but you could also be courageous in, in, in circumstances, a burning building. And there's children in that building. And you have to enter that building to grab someone, to be courageous. It's something, it's um, kind of... Um, deep inside of you, um, your fight or flight response kind of dictates um, courage. It dictates how you deal with adversity, how you deal with, um, overcoming fear, um, to, to accept a challenge and defeat a challenge and, and kind of, um, get on top of it. So courage is something that I cannot teach you courage. If, if I'm teaching someone how to, how to box, how to fight, I cannot teach you not to be afraid. I can tell you, don't be, don't be afraid. You, you know, keep your hands up and, and move and slip punches and things of that nature. But I cannot teach you not to be afraid of someone you, you, or something that you perceive as dangerous or larger than life. It's something that you have to find inside yourself to say, well, wow, you know what? I, um, you know, I was afraid to do that, but I found the courage to persevere I found the courage To press on And get through that You know Um, Being courageous I am um, And I might take Some heat for this But here it goes Um, When they say That someone um, Is coming out And it's an act Of courage I'm on the fence With that Reason being Is that You know If you feel that That is a courageous Act for you To be yourself It's You're kind of and this, again, is my opinion, you're kind of watering down what you value, that you're afraid of what someone else is going to think of you when you come out and, and say, well, you know, I'm, I'm this or I'm that. At the end of the day, it is a courageous act to come out in how society has pressed upon the masses that this is something that you should be not afraid to do. But in your own heart of hearts and in your mind, you should not be afraid to be who you are. If you are something that you're not projecting and you have to be the you know, have to be courageous and saying, well, this is who I am, see me for who I am, then that's a that's something that you deal with inner. So I'm um and again going back on my own words, you know, if it's if it if I don't know the experience, it's hard for me to speak to it. But I I can say in speaking about courageous or courage, I don't look at that as a courageous act. It's courageous, yes, because you're defying the laws of society or whatever society's values or thoughts are. But in, in the end of it, you are you are just being true to yourself. You know, it takes no courage to be true to yourself. You know, we have to sometimes face hard truths about who we are, what we are, what we were, what we're going to be. But at the end of the day, courage is something that is 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 inside of you inside of all of us inside of all of us. Um, in the wizard of Oz, as some of us remember as, as children, um, crazy story, beautiful story, but the cowardly lion was seeking, you know, um, to be courageous, to be, you know, courage, but a lion is born with that in their DNA. A, A lion is born to kill. It's a killing machine. So, Um, the wizard of Oz is, I always tell people is a kind of story that is, um, so interchangeable with, with different things that people experience in society and in the human exchange that it was, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. You know, the the tin man wanting a heart, it wasn't about a physical heart is he wanted to learn how to feel, how to, um, be emotional, things of that nature. So, you know, we can dissect that, um, In another podcast basically So getting back to the Bushido Code And then the last one is justice Now justice is probably One of the uh, Toughest virtues In my opinion of the the Bushido Code And the reason I say justice is the toughest Is because What you perceive as justice Uh, Revenge can be justice That an eye for an eye Tooth for tooth Old Testament Is justice Or justice is saying that it's karma it's like you know what at the end of the day you're gonna get yours or you're gonna get what's coming to you um so justice has a way of being doled out whether it's it's a, a it's done out by a um a person that is that is that is administering justice or justice that the universe administers there's two different separate components here of how we look at justice or we should look at justice. Justice can be whatever a person feels is justifiably um, the equivalent of rendering a situation um, satisfiable um, or satisfying. Excuse me. The I have a, um, I believe in death penalty. I always bear my soul on these things and you know, you can disagree or agree however you want. Uh, The argument always is that we should not be given the power to take someone's life um, in that regard because we're not God. We, you know, but I always look at it as like, well, depending on what the crime was, certain crimes to me, and this is my opinion, you know, there is no other way but to rid ourselves of this it sounds very hard and, 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 and cold and calculated, but it is what it is. If you are someone who, in my opinion, if you murdered a child, a a helpless, defenseless child, and in a very heinous and, 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 um, crazy way, you should not be allowed to live among us. There, There should be, that shouldn't happen. And again, anyone, you know, you're, You have your opinion to disagree with that or not. But I look at certain things that that are just mind boggling to me in society where I'm like, how is this person supposed to live among us? But then there's always the, well, they were abused as a child and they were. I don't really understand that. That's just me. And it's how I look at things. So when it comes to justice, um, depending on what on what happened, I look at the crime should fit the punishment. That's just how I look at it. You know, I always get um, the opposition telling me that, well, if that was you in that situation or your child or your mom or your dad that did that, would you want them, would you want the state to kill them? I'm like, it depends on what they did. I really, when when people flip stuff on, on other people and tell them, well, what if it happened to you? It makes it a little bit more uh, hard to answer that question because you think about how good a person you know, your mother, father, brother, sister, uncle, whoever to be. So it's hard for you to say, well, you know, I don't want you to kill this person because they are a good person down, down deep. But at the end of the day, they committed such a brutal, heinous crime. It's like, you're like, how can you do that to someone or a child or whatever, and be allowed to still live among us? So it's, it's a, Again, it's it's a different thing of how you look at what justice is. Now, switching gears to the other part of justice, where it's not administered by people so society, but it's it's the universe has its own justice. You know, when we live our lives indifferent in to any kind of code of conduct or any or any moral compass to guide us, we tend to. Um, kind of make our own rules, you know, in our, in our self-governance, we, we tend to say, well, you know what, because I believe that that's right. That's just, (laughs) you know, but it's not, it's, it's your, it's your perception of justice It's what you think is justifiable um, remedy for whatever situation that you feel that was wrong. You know, we all have a, a, a way of, of saying, you know, if that was me, or if that happened to me, I would do this, but it didn't happen to you. And, then, and until it happens to you, you don't know how you're going to react to something. You don't know how you're going to feel about, about you know what, what is the appropriate punishment for this? Because we all see in society things that happen um, to um, different uh, walks of life, people of walks of life, when it comes down to the justice system, um, which is another thing upon itself. The justice system, um, the fact that each state And some people may notice, but some of my younger listeners may not know this or they're learning this now in school um, about society and states. Um, During this government shutdown, I'm sorry, these um, society shutdown, a lot of things such as who has the right to do what is lost because anyone that has studied the Constitution understands that the United States of America states being the operative word here the states have the right to govern themselves the way they want and the reason that you know this commit a crime in Kentucky and commit that same crime in Arkansas and see the different levels and gravity of that system because once you go into another state their their laws may be more stringent or lenient depending on what they deem um, the punishment should be. You know, the federal government has their power, but the states kind of decide where it is. You, we all hear that certain states have um, hardest, harder drug laws than other states. Or if you commit capital murder in one state, capital murder in another state is lenient, is more lenient. So, or some states have the death penalty for capital murder, and some states do not. They they'll give you a life sentence. So when it comes down to knowing justice and what justice is, it's really kind of a thing that society um, deems to hold different from each other. Everyone in society has a different way they think about justice, you know, and, and what justice means. So I, I, I implore you to kind of um, do your homework on, on how um, the states kind of deal with the justice system, because we know from watching different things we'll we'll watch a case and says wow they only got that time for that or they didn't get enough time for that and it is basically set up that way because the states have the right to um do- dole out that now kind of leaving modern society here and going back to feudal Japan with the with the bushido code kind of um, Originated or originated basically, the justice is a, and this is reading from the subtext here justice is a core value of the samurai. Incorporating the Bushido principle of justice into your life requires reflecting on what is fair and upholding the value of of upstanding moral character. So, again, these words in the Bushido code they all kind of revolve around each other. Uh, Think of the sun, you know, being the center of our galaxy. And the planets kind of just rotating around it. And these words all have a different concept. But they all come back to the same thing about character. The Bushido Code is about character. At its base core. At its highest level. It's about the character of a person. Um, You are only born once. Unless you believe in reincarnation. Things of that nature. You're only born once. And with that You only have, um, I think JC said it best in one of his verses that, um, you know, there's no sequel. You only got one shot. So when you are a person that is doing business, if you are a person that is uh, working in the public trust, uh, and things like that, you have to understand that your character means a lot. It is the probably the most valuable, equitable thing that you have in your exchange with other human beings is that you have to be of, of someone of, of good character, high character and good character, two different things. I always tell people, um, someone of, a, of, of high character should be, um, someone that is revered, um, in the sense that no one's perfect. So we're not, you know, we're not talking Christ level character, but we're talking someone who will do their best to be fair and impartial. Um, in their decisions and how they look at things and and how they judge things in in life. Um, We all kind of learn from each other. And again, I get a sense of of who I am from the people that I come into contact with. The things that I can tolerate from certain people lets me know that my patience is running thin, it's wearing thin, or it's at an all-time high. Or I can say to myself, like, this person's influencing um, compassion, in me. This person is 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 showing me loyalty. I should show them the same loyalty back. You know, um anyone um um that kind of have have had the same friends for their entire life. Um I've been fortunate to have a couple of friends that I've known since I was a little kid. I used to have a lot of friends like that, but as I get older, uh either I demographically move to another place or uh, the phone calls and, and the, you know, the contact becomes less and less and less over the years. And then I force you fall off. But some people have been a mainstay in my life and I've been a mainstay in their life and they know who they are. And I'm like, you know, I've known this person since I was eight years old, or seven years old or whatever it is. And they would tell you that doesn't seem like you. If you're having a conversation about something that happened and you're looking for an opinion or for someone to co-sign your decision, you can go to that person that you know well, and they know you well, and says, "Man, Cleve, that's not that's you're out of character. That's oh, I can't believe you did that. I didn't think you were like that." You kind of learn from your friends. Your friends become that barometer for you to to let you know how you're acting, how you are, because you can think that you're the most virtuous person in the world. And then people can look at you and be like, you're not, you're a piece of shit. You know, that's, it's crazy. But we are, we project onto society or onto the masses or onto other people, um, what we think we are, you know, what you think you are from who you are is two different things. And people need to understand that. Like you might think in your head because things make sense to you on a level, um, that you understand that you, cause you've, you've are the one that conceptualized that thought. So f- for, for you, it's, this is like God saying it, but for someone else, we'll look at you and be like, is that reasonable? Is that rational? Is that something that you really believe in your heart of hearts? And you're like, yes. You know, when I talked about, um, the, um, death penalty, it is something that, um, and again, I, I don't want to, c- Come off like I'm some kind of um, monster and everyone should, you know, die for if you kill someone, you should die. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that there are certain crimes that are, if you go look through, um, you know, certain types of crimes, um, people that are mass murderers and things of that nature, like they should not be afforded the ability to kind of stay among us. And when you come down to um, brass tacks on this, when it comes down to modern society, you know, we end up still... Taking care of this person because now they're a resident of the state or the federal government and then we still have to to feed them so we still have to you know do that. Um I know that God has the final say in that regard, but the fact that we have an institutional um system of punishment that kind of does that. It is something that we will always have a debate on and, and we'll all kind of do that Because again, a lot of people get swept up in things That um, shouldn't warrant a death penalty Or a death sentence But it happens and innocent people get caught in the web So that's why I understand the fight to say Well, it is not our right to kill someone for killing someone i understand that so i'm not i'm not i'm not a moron or idiot when it comes to that regard and i'm I'm taking i'm not taking a stance that cannot be swayed different but what i'm saying to you is that from what i understand in my heart of hearts or who i am and how i look at the bushido code and how i look at these these eight virtuous things as how they kind of um live in me is that you know a person of 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 not high character um if left unchecked, is going to still replicate these things that they're doing. So um, if you're if you have a question about how, you know, you want to debate that, funny debate that, I'm, I'm down for it. But again, you know, in reading um in my travels, I've come across some 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 things that are very beautiful. Uh one of the most beautiful Sufi proverbs that I've ever heard was if you pick up a bumblebee from kindness, you will learn the limitations of that kindness. And that is a very crazy saying in a sense, because in your attempts to help something or help someone, you could end up hurting yourself or learn that, you know, in your extension of of who you are, you've actually extended too much or it wasn't wasn't reciprocated or it wasn't felt in the way that you thought it was going to, Uh, reflect on that person. So, you know, beware of, of who you help and how you help someone, because, uh, you either create a golem or you create something that, um, will give you back what you give it or them. Um, it is always something that, you know, I, I always say that human nature is something that is constantly going on because we are, we, we don't, we don't always meet The same people We don't We we try to live in a society Where people are just like us But Because everyone has A different belief system From a religious standpoint From an economical standpoint From a political standpoint It is very hard to say We all have the same beliefs We all have the You know you have If you put A Christian In a church There's different Denominations of being Christian There's Methodists There's Baptists You know You know And you have to look at they all supposed to be Christian, but they all believe a little bit something different from each other. Um, So I always say that whatever whatever your beliefs are um, or you grew up with, they change depending on, you know, for the most part, they change. You, you know, as you grow, you become a a different person. You become, you know, into contact with different um, things and circumstances and and things that happen to you. So you, you tend to believe like, well, wow, you know, as a kid, I believed that this, you know, when I was a a kid, I believed, um, you know, certain, I was very naive about certain things until I got to be an adult. And I'm like, wow, you know, I can't believe I thought that. And it wasn't, to me it was a question of like the society lullaby me to sleep To think that Or was it something inside of me Or how I was raised To make me think that You always kind of Check yourself to say Well what What made me do that What made me think like that Or why did I think that was cool You know um, We have a, a saying back home Where I'm from That every dog That brings a bone Takes a bone And what that basically means Is that You know, if I bring some gossip or information to you about another friend, it's easy for me to go back to that other friend and say something about you. So every dog that brings a bone takes a bone, you know, it is crazy because we all have friends that we know on different levels. We have friends that, um, that we might, uh, all have grown up together, but we have a different relationship with those friends because those friends have, have their different things about their character that you either despise or you like. And you have in that group you always have someone that is um that that's kind of like uh the tattletale I guess or the person that tells everyone's business or they'll come to you and be like, hey man, you ain't hear it from me, but you know, Justin did this or whatever. And I'm like, why are you telling me that? And they're like, oh you know what? And I'm like, so if you saw this person do this, and you didn't address it with them, bringing it to me is for what? Like, What am I going to do with that? And if I go to that person, you just told me, don't tell me that you heard it from me, or this is between me and you. And we've all used that, this is between me and you. Everyone uses that. I don't care who you think you are, who you, who you, everyone uses something like that with a friend or colleague, confidant, lover, partner, whoever, you'll say something because it's itching itching inside of you because it doesn't agree with the character that you are to say, well, damn, I can't believe Justin did that. And you got to tell somebody like, yo, guess what Justin did? Can you believe that? And you're like, wow. You know, so I tell people all the time, you know, when it it comes down to your, your interactions with family, friends, coworkers, um, people you, you hold in confidence You you better understand what you tell them What you give them um, Because it could be used against you later It can be used against you later Because that person's character That person's compassion for you Loyalty to you Honor <laughs> Is different from your beliefs Different from how you would handle a situation Because in, at the end of the day You always look at things like You know what? I would have done that Or oh, I would have did it like that we all have, you know, talk to friends or, or and and say that, like, that's what you did or that's what you plan to do. I wouldn't do it like that. And the person may have a, a hard time kind of processing that because they don't they don't believe the things that you believe. They don't they have they have not experienced things that you have experienced. The only way sometimes we take that advice is if we know a friend that actually went through something similar or worse and you say, well, when this happened to you, what did you do, or how did you how did you feel about it? And that's the only way that we can kind of, you know, digest how we're going to look at that situation, how we're going to handle it, how we're going to deal with it, because, you know, when you don't have a, um, and and I've never really met someone who d- who doesn't have any sense of who they are or beliefs. You kind of look at them like, man, I, you know, I'm I'm sorry how you grew up because you have a very warped idea about life, or you have a very strange approach to problems or whatever. I always like that, that that analogy that to a hammer, all problems look like nails because, because that's how a hammer deals with that. A hammer just, I'm just going to bang this nail and drive this nail through, you know, I don't care what it is. And you know, a hammer, if we're going to use that concept, cannot drive in a railroad spike it takes a mallet or a sledgehammer, whatever they use or press or whatever they use to do that. So your problem, your problem is, is basically handled with the right tool. And that tool is your character, your belief system, what you kind of uh, think about um, that makes sense to you, you know? So in, in today's lesson, basically the Bushido code is kind of my barometer or my, the, how I take the temperature of things. Um, when it comes to it. it is now, obviously I believe in, you know, I have a, 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 guiding light, but writing such as the Bushido code is something that I, um, I've come into contact with many times and I've had to use in business. And again, the words are interchangeable to the extent that they're all similes of each other. There's no antonym in here. There's no Opposite word in here, they all kind of s- sense around the character and the being and the and the virtues of a, of a person that is that is a person of respect, a person that should be revered. You know, uh, when they come across another samurai, they greet them. Even in combat, they greet them. And it is an honorable thing, as in most warrior societies, to die an honorable death. You know, even in our own current military, when you get your DD-214, as you leave the military, you have a honorable or dishonorable discharge. And again, it goes into, it it came from a warrior class, but it is something that is a, um, a code of conduct when it comes to being a good human being is that you have something guiding you something, um, that is, that is a precursor to let me know, okay, I've only heard of you in principle. I've, I've heard your name in high regard. And when I met you, it's either you're advertised better than, you know, I'm sorry, you are, you are better than advertised or I'm like, wow, they really think it's you are this person. You're, you're nothing, you know? So it really, it really comes down to, to how our, um, our Bushido code air quotes kind of, Jive with another Bushido code, with however that person interprets their um, system of beliefs, their systems of being, and in, in who they are. Thank you today for listening to me on the manual. I hope to um, to always answer you know questions that you have. I uh, actually answered questions yesterday, and I got some more today, so I may do another uh, question and answer um, later today. But if I get some more questions, I'll definitely do it. But I have about five more that came in, um, that I'll be able to address a little later. So I just have to formulate my answers on, on how I want to answer these questions. But thank you again for choosing the manual and I will talk to you soon. Later.